towards this week's pop-up podcast from The Devil the Detail. I'm Rob Parkson and I'm here with the boys talking all things Salford Red Devils. We're looking at all the big news that have come out this week and the good news, Parker, uh, Paulie Paulie and Ken Seo has been picked for the All-Star squad. I know on the previous podcast we, we talked about, uh, you know, the the reasoning behind the game and, and that, but these two lads have had, you know, pretty good performances throughout this season and uh, earned that call up. Certainly Kenny Seo, um, big favourite of mine. He's, uh, he's try scoring record for a, for a winger that doesn't get much of the ball in the attack. Uh, he's, he's superb. I mean, most of his game he's spent driving the ball out, isn't it? But he's, he's scoring record. He's unbelievable. Um, a big, big fan of Ken Seo. Yeah. And he gets a chance to represent, you know, whatever, Whatever the cause is, then I mean, great. It's good for you know our club to get players get players called up. Um, Paul is a strange one. He's missed quite a bit, and uh, I'm not sure how fit he is or, or what, because he didn't play last week either, did he? So, bit of a strange one. I mean, for me, if you're going to pick a forward, an overseas forward from us at the moment, it'd be Big Seb uh, or, or Elijah Taylor. So I don't, I don't, you know, quite know. But I mean, I'm, I'm delighted for him. I'm sure he's he's happy. You know, a bit of. I suppose representative in many ways, um, not quite you know internationally in that way, but again another chance for him to to show himself on a on a bigger stage. Um, so it's good for the club. It's good you know obviously Dan Sargentson would have been in the the England setup um, except for his suspension. So you know more more kudos to the club that these lads are getting uh, getting selected. Yeah, opportunity club we are Paul, and now it shows that we have a pathway to. The international scene. Oh, we talked. I'll talk to Richard Marshall in a bit, and he says that we're full of internationals. But it's not always been like that. No, no, I can remember a time when you were going back years when international players weren't, and we didn't have any at all. And then we had a few guys sort of mid two thousands come through. Didn't we? I remember Malcolm Alker and people like that. Luke Roberts, I think, played, didn't he? And David Hodgson, one or two others. So. Yeah, I think it's great for the club. We, we have got a good squad there. I think now it's, hopefully we were saying on the previous podcast, we just want to make sure that we, we hit the ground running now, don't we, over these next few weeks. It, we, we're getting results on the field as well. But no, I think it just shows the calibre of play that we've got in the squad and what we've had over the last couple of years. And you think so, like, so Jacko as well, who, who've been there, like so Josh Jones, other players like that who've moved on to pastures new. But we've had some... Some good players, haven't they? Yeah, and I feel a bit for Dan Sargisson, really. He's going to miss that that, that England game because, uh, you know, I think he'd, he'd have been in there, really, in that squad. So uh, let's hope he plays really well towards the end of the season, doesn't get any more suspensions, gets a real good run of games, and he could get in that World Cup team. You never know. Yeah, other news. Uh, congratulations to Tuilar here, who's... Uh... Well, he didn't give birth. His partner gave birth to a to a child, which which is great. Uh, so congratulations from from the podcast. Um, other yeah. news as well going on. Uh, Parky, we're we're advertising uh, for a new kit man. Uh, I know you spent your youth in uh, in Salford's uh, changing room, so you know you you might be quite well equipped for this uh, this position. Yeah, might be. Um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna say about that is that yeah, I did. I grew up. Um, Literally grew up watching that thing happen. My mum washed the uh, washed the kits there for thirty years. Did the laundry, cleaned the changing room. So her and the kit man, you know, obviously worked sort of in tandem, making sure all the gear was ready. I know it's a, a it's a lot more te- te- uh, technical now these days. I think than it than it used to be. You know, they didn't have that much kit. Um, now every player's got his own, you know, little thing that he needs on a match day that you've got to look after and stuff. So yeah. He's strange. When, when I saw it, it came up on, I think someone put it on Facebook or something. I thought, 
that's not a job you ever see advertised, is it? Anywhere <laughs> in sport, you never see the job as, you know, you want to imagine something coming out of Old Trafford that they need a kit manager. It just doesn't seem to, you know, I don't know, just one of them strange things. I'm looking at it, I think, does that actually say kit manager? Um, so I'm not, yeah, I wouldn't be understanding what the role entailed, but uh, yeah, no, new, new blood in the club somewhere along the line. I don't, I, I'm going to be honest, and this is my um, ignorance, I don't know who the kit manager is now. Um, I remember in the past, um, obviously John Latham did it for, for years during the, the 80s and 90s, and um, oh, was it Les before that, uh, the, the old fella, uh, back in the early 80s and so on, Get, you know, good characters around the club. And it is a key role, to be honest, in a club. You don't realise how their relationship with the players, you know, making sure them little things that they need are, are all in place and ready. So, uh, yeah, inter- interesting job role, you know. And, uh, you know, good luck to, to everyone who's applied. When Parky has these little walk down memory lane, uh, Paul, about being them, them change rooms, he never kind of t- talks about when it ended. And I, and I thought it might it might be the reason why they're looking for a, a new kit man because it's cute when you're seven, but it's not so cute when you're 40. <laughs> well, I must admit, I thought we had a guy doing the kit. I thought we had a bloke doing it. That lad who went to Toronto and came back was he not? I can't think of his name. Has he got to Huddersfield or something now? Because I, I kept seeing things on Twitter, these mystical things on Twitter the weekend saying Huddersfield like a kit man and he what's a like a kit. And I thought, am I missing the joke here? Have I missed out? Has he poached our kit man or something? But I didn't know what was going on, so I've just kept quiet. So I don't know. I was telling my dad about it. No, he was he was thinking about the, the applying, but um, he's enjoying his job he's doing at the moment too much. So he's. I said to him, I said, oh, that'd be a great job doing that because you might even get to go in there and they do the victory song and all that sort of stuff. But no, he's, he's happy in his job at the moment. So Probably gets to bang the drum. Oh, they, they don't have a drum, do they? Because they're not allowed uh, Dr. Devil in there. They have like a... Like a freezer, don't they? Which they which they bang with a bottle or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> things things that COVID took away is, the, is, is Doctor Devil's drum. That's one. That's one thing that, that it's took away from the team. Other news: We know about the Dan Sargentson three match ban. Greg Burke's been banned for the game as well. Parker, um, good. Greg Greg Burke works hard, uh, and he'll be missed. Big big fan of Greg. I've been all the time. I mean, when we signed him, I'll be honest. I probably thought. Why, why, what, what we're getting with Greg Burke? You know, I think he'd been around. He was at Witness, I think, wasn't he? At that point, with Gil Dudson, strangely enough. Um, and, and since he's been with us, he, he's one of my favourites. He does what he says on the tin. He gets the ball. You know, he's a forward. He goes forward. He defends. He doesn't let anyone down. He, you know, I'm, I, I think I can't remember the incident. I don't even remember seeing the incident at the time. To be honest, that he's been banned for, but clearly it was. They reviewed it, so you know. But it's very unlike him. He's not that kind of player, but he seems to be um, one of them players that you need in your squad. A proper character that, that you know, he seems to be a bit of a joker on the side. Um, I don't know. I can't, you know, I can't verify that. But that's the way he seems. And good to have around the camp. And you always need players like that. But actually, he has got, you know, he has got something about. It. He's not just a plodder. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, he does his job that he's told to do. Um, so another, another miss. But fortunately, like I said, you know, in in the last podcast we. Jonathan coming into the team and, and Sam Luckley being being waiting in the background and so on. You know, he can be replaced for this week, but let, you know what? Let's get him back as soon as possible because he never lets anyone down, Greg. Yeah, I spoke to him in the uh, the pre-season, Paul, in a in a pop-up podcast about his career, and he, he genuinely loves the club, uh, which which is a, which is a fantastic thing, really. Um, he's not you know a big star. 
but he, he generally runs his blood to water every week, and and that's what it's all about, and that's and that's why you know that's why he earns his team in his place in that team. Yeah, did we do an interview with him after the grand final at Old Trafford? And was yeah. walking down that tunnel. Yeah, we did. We was like walking and talking at the same time, wasn't it? And, and um, I remember that. And I think we had a few chats with him over the last couple of years at the AJ Bell. And I've always found him, um, he's got quite a dry sense of humour. He's quite yeah. a funny bloke. And he looks a lot older than what he actually is. <laughs> he's only about 25, 26, but he's got like a, quite an old face. But no, I've always been impressed with him. And I think, like Parker said, when he came over with Gil Dudson, I think there were two players at a bit of a crossroads in the career. And, and they both kicked on. You know, Gil's obviously gone on and, 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 and signed for Catalans, but, you know, never let Salford down. He's a really good player for us in that run to the grand final. And, and Greg Burke's, you can't really say he's ever had a bad game. He's always pretty consistent, isn't he? He's one of them who just puts it in every week. So, yeah, we'll, we'll miss him this week. But I'm just thinking they're ahead for the these games that are coming up now. This is when we're going to need the squad because mm-hmm. you're going to have this Wakefield game and then we've got the Hull on the Monday. So we're going to get tested now. So these lads are going to get a game anyway. I think the likes of Sam Luckley now, it's his big chance to shine now if he comes back into the side because he's probably going to get used now in these games. I think Brett, um, Greg Burt looks fierce as well. Beard or beardless? Not sure whether he looks more fiercer with that, with or the, without Parker. Well, you know, you can clearly see what my preference is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, I think looks good with a beard. To be honest, I think a lot of them do. Uh, I think you take me back to the uh, first time I ever saw someone like Noel Cleo playing for for All FC, the big Australian with a big beard. He just terrified me looking at him. So I think that's probably just ingrained in my psyche somewhere. That he's pretty absolutely nothing to do with it but yeah he terrified me so I remember seeing him once at, at the changing rooms funnily enough at the Willows and wow who's this you know this, this animal who is it so yeah I think with a beard yeah like so with the I think it was Sam Luckley the week before wasn't it when he, he shaved his head and he's got this big beard looking like Gil Dudson they look a lot meaner I think I don't know I, 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 if I'm Greg I'd, I'd let it grow other <laughs> oh, news um, Lance Todd Gala dinner Parker you know you're a big fan of this 20th of July, Worsley Marriott. Always a great occasion. Yeah, I've not been for recent years. I used to go every, every single year for, for a long, long time. It was always good. It was great to see the old the old face, the old winners, you know, from the 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, real real character, proper rugged old, you know, style, you know, part-time rugby league players, if you like. Great to listen to their stories and what. But then you find out what winning Lance Todd means to her. And obviously Lance Todd and the connection with, with our club is... Well, you know, it is who we are, isn't it? It is the reason we are the Red Devils because of Lance um, and everything that goes with it. It's, it's a great historic thing, and I'm glad the club have still got some control over it. Uh, not not massive amounts, but I, know, I think John Blackburn does a lot of work, doesn't he, with it? Um, yeah, it's, it's always a great night. And in recent years, we've had several um, ex-Reds winning it, and uh, or you know, certainly and, and attending the night. It's a good night. It is. It really is. And you listen to the stories and. And when you find out, I think a lot of the players, especially the modern era, who, you know, Wembley's kind of probably taken a back step to, to the cup, to the grand final. Once they realise the history behind what they've, what they've achieved by coming man of the match, Lance Todd winning a cup final, uh, I think it shocks them a little bit. And then they find out more about the connection with, with, with Salford. Um, and I think, it, again, it gives it a little bit more kudos, a little bit more respect in the game. Um, but it's, it is a great night. And um, I'm sure it being at the Marriott be a... Uh, a little bit posh for, for the likes of me these days. But, um, no, it's, it is a good do. And uh, it'll be interesting who gets it. Um, I'm probably guessing it'll be a Saints player again this year. Um, 
and going on about you know ex-Salford players. Could it be a you know a Theo Farge? Who knows? Who knows indeed. Uh, Sixty pound a ticket or a table of ten for six hundred. Um, Paul, you have to do a few more boilers to get me and Parky in. I, I went to. Um, I enjoyed it when I went. I, went, I took my dad uh, when Tony Kigo won it. So when would that have been? Mm. Two thousand and nineteen was it? I can't remember. It was when um, Catalans beat Warrington. He didn't actually yeah, come, Tony Kigo. He wasn't there, so it was a bit disappointing. But I, I don't know what happened there. But it was a great night. They had a, a really funny comedian on as well. Um, it was absolutely brilliant, I must say. But listening, like Pag said, listening to the old story, I think Andy Gregory got up and, and spoke and uh, one or two others. And there's quite a few ex-Solfer players there as well uh, who we got to, to, to meet. So it was brilliant. Everybody meets in the bar. I mean, I remember walking in and seeing uh, Mal Reilly just sat there in a chair. And I thought, blimey, because I met Mal Reilly at the grand final when we played in the grand final. He's walking out with me. He was in front of me. He was getting a taxi. And I had a chat with him for about five minutes. And I thought, wow. I've just been in like, you know, he's a god in rugby league. And then I got chatting to Brian Lockwood as well. So there's some yeah. real big names there and, you know, people who've actually won the trophy in years gone by. So it's a cracking night. And when I went, it was at the Worsley Marriott and I'd never been there before. And it's a, it's a nice place. It is a really nice place. So, yeah, if you can get to that, I'd encourage you to go. It's really good. Food's good as well. Yeah, if you want to get involved in that, you can contact uh, john.blackburn at sulfurcc.ac.uk or you can ring him on 077 uh, and book your tickets there. So that's all the, the big news coming out of the club. Uh, and now we'll uh, see what's happening in the world of rugby league and the amateur scene with uh, Paul Whiteside. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report, and we shall start off with the National Conference Leagues like we usually do. There was just one result involving our local sides at the weekend, and it was in the Cross League. It was between Pilkington Rex and Rochdale Mayfield. Pilkington Rex are in uh, League B, Rochdale Mayfield in, in League C. The Rex have won three out of their uh, first four matches, and they made it... Uh, Another defeat for Rochdale Mayfield, actually. It was finished 44 points to 22 to Pilkington Rex. So Rochdale Mayfield currently struggling in uh, in League C at the moment. So another defeat for them. The fixtures for this weekend coming up. League C, Oldham St. Anne's play Crossfield. Saddleworth at home to Clockface Miners. Waterhead Warriors play Wollstone Rovers. They're all League C fixtures. And there's another fixture in the cross leagues. Rochdale Mayfield from League C go away from home to Pilkington Rex. Beat once again this week. In the Northwest Youth League, uh, sorry, we'll go to the Northwest Men's League. We'll do the Youth League next. In the Northwest Men's League, there's quite a few no results at the weekend, but I'll give you the scores we have got. These games were all played on Saturday, the 19th of June. Division 1, Berry Broncos, 18, Haydock, 16. Latchford Albion, 44, Oldham St. Anne's, A20. In Division 2, Thato Heath Crusaders, B16, West Horton Lions, 40. Lee Minor Rangers, A28, Caddies and Rhinos, 22. In Division 3, Rochdale Mayfield, A0, Culture Eagles, 54. And in Division 5, South and East, Inch Rosebridge, A46, Bolton Mets, 14. And the Waterhead Warriors beat Ashton Bears, A78 points to 16. The fixtures for this coming weekend, Saturday the 26th of June, Division 1, Berry Broncos are at home to Oldham St. Anne's, A. In Division 2, Caddies Head Rhinos face Bowl Miners. Folly Lane are at home to Wigan Springview. Hindpool Tigers are at home to West Horton Lions. In Division 3, Salford City Roosters are at home to Rochdale Mayfield, A. Division 4, Blackpool Scorpions are at home to Langworthy Reds, Garswood Stags play Higginshaw and in Division 5 North and West Higginshaw A are at home to Garswood Stags and in Division 5 South and East Bolton Mets are at home to Salford City Roosters A and Runcorn are at home to Warthead Warriors A. 
Right, well, moving on to the Northwest Youth Leagues. It was the, the Cups at weekend, Lancashire Cups for the under-18s and the under-16s, as we mentioned last week. The Northwest Youth Cup, this is the under-18s. It was Ashton Bears Gold 4, Caddy's Ed Rhinos 78. Terrific win there for Caddy's Ed, Caddy's Ed Rhinos um, under-18s. They'll be through to the next round of the Northwest Youth Cup. Langworthy Reds 32, Askham 30. Another good win for Langworthy Reds under-18s. They're also through to the next round as well. In the under-16s, Lancashire Cup, Salford City Roosters went through. They beat Hindley 36 points to 12. And in the under-16s, Northwest Youth Cup, Goldburn Parkside 54, Langworthy Reds nil. The fixtures for this week in the under-18s, Premier Division, Oldham St. James played Newton Storm. Thato Heath Crusaders are at home to Waterhead Warriors. In Division 1 of the under-18s, Rochdale Mayfield at home to Oral St. James. In Division 2 of the under-18s, Langworthy Reds play Roos Pioneers. Division 3, Caddy's Head Rhinos are at home to Portico Vine. In the under-16s, Premier Division, Salford City Roosters are at home to Saddleworth Rangers. In Division 2 of the under-16s, West Horton play Rochdale Mayfield. And Division 3 of the under-16s, Charlie Panthers play Folly Lane. And Goldball Parkside play Langworthy Reds. Well, it was another crunch week for uh, our sides outside the Super League. It was Betfred Championship Round 10. Dewsbury Rams 24, Featherstone Rovers 68. The uh, Featherstone Rovers carry on going. Craig Kopjack got a try in that game and uh, Craig Hall scored a hat-trick as well. 20 points to 6 up at half-time. There's no stopping Featherstone Rovers at the moment. They've scored 374 points at the moment. They're still behind Toulouse Olympic, though, despite winning two games more because um, Toulouse Olympic are top. I think on, on points difference but uh, they've won two more matches but it works on a percentage thing at the moment doesn't seem fair that to me but Featherstone Rovers keep cruising along London Broncos 46 Whitehaven 12 Newcastle Thunder 40 Oldham 6 Swinton Lions 4 Halifax Panthers 34 Swinton Lions try coming from Lewis Roberts Widnes 30 Sheffield Eagles 20 and York City Knights 20 Batley Bulldogs 22 the game between Toulouse Olympic and Bradford Bulls was cancelled I think that was due to, uh, to Covid reasons again in the Betfred League 1 round 7 Hunslet 18, Doncaster 18. That was 0-0 at half-time there, so a thrilling match there. London Scholars 14, Barrow Raiders 24, West Wales Raiders 10, North Wales Crusaders 60, and Workington Town 34, Rochdale Hornets 28. The postponed match was between Coventry Bears and Keithley Cougars. The fixtures for this week... Don't forget, it's Friday night. It's the international match between England and Combined Nations All-Star. That's a quarter past eight. But the Thursday night fixtures are Casford Tigers, Catalan Dragons, Wakefield Wigan and Warrington Lee. Their Super League fixtures. Salford play at half past seven on Friday night against Leeds Rhinos. The outside Super League games. The Betfred Championship, Saturday the 26th of June. Featherstone Rovers at home to Newcastle Thunder. In League One on Saturday, West Wales play Hunslet. Uh, the rest of the championship games are played on Sunday. Batley Bulldogs play Halifax Panthers. Bradford Bulls at home to Witness Vikings. London Broncos are at home to Swinton Lions Oldham play Dewsbury Sheffield and Toulouse Olympic is a 3 o'clock kickoff at the Mobile Rocket Stadium Wakefield and Whitehaven play York City Knights at 3 o'clock Betfred League 1 all 3 o'clock kickoffs Barrow play Workington in a ding dong derby up there in the, the uh, League 1 Barrow currently top with 7 wins from 7 Workington are second with 6 wins from 7 so that promises to be a fantastic match up there at uh, Craven Park Barrow Coventry Bears play Doncaster Keithley Cougars are at home to London Scholars and Rochdale Hornets return to Spotland Stadium they're at home to North Wales Crusaders. That's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you next week. Take care. So that was Paul Whiteside's Amateur Report and now we'll look forward to the big game against Leeds Rhinos on Sunday. It's time for the double of the
So, Salford face Leeds Rhinos at the AJ Bell Stadium on Sunday Parky. One o'clock kickoff. Um, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, us com coming off this win, Leeds not playing for a few weeks. You know, it's going to it's going to be a good game. Crucial, crucial for me. One of these games that we've we've got to win. I think if we, you know, there's no like I said in the in the previous podcast, no point winning. You know, heroically last week and going down. You know, for the whimper this week. Um, Leeds are there for the taking. I think I don't think they're anywhere near a Leeds side that you would ever in the past have thought about. You know, I. I I think they struggled for a number of years now and, and this year more so with, with injuries and I know they've had a COVID problem and everything else and they'll have a few players playing Friday night in this international. So, for me, it's one we've got a target. We've really got to go for it and if, it, you know, we get we, all right, we don't get as much time for the Wakefield game but I would target these two next games. Whole, the whole game, whole way, it's, it's going to be tough anyway. You know what I mean? I, I think we could, I don't mean this in, in the way it's going to sound but we could probably sacrifice that for these two games, and this, but this is the one. If we can win this, two and a bounce, go into next week at home again. Well, you know, this this is the start for us. Um, so it's a big, a big, big game, and one that I hope uh, I hope the boys really up for. And we can get as many players back in as possible because we do need them. We have got um, you know a few a few injuries and obviously suspensions again now. But uh, no, it's a big game, big game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Does the fact, Paul, that Leeds haven't played in a month, um, is that a factor in this? Obviously, our injury uh, crisis, you know, may does that does that equally equal the equal the fight? I don't know really. There's pros and cons to both, isn't there? Um, sometimes you can be caught cold, can't you? If not played for a while, and I think it is. They've not played in June yet. It's the back end of May last time Leeds mm -hmm. played, wasn't it? The Castleford game. They beat Castleford twenty eighth of May. They played. Yeah. They beat Cast, didn't they, away from home, 60 points to six at Weldon Road. So they played well the last time they played, but nobody could catch them cold. But you could work both ways. That I mean, if you ask Richard Marshall and the players, they, they just want to play now, don't they, after that Huddersfield game? They wouldn't want, like, two weeks off. And it must be frustrating when you've had games postponed for COVID because you're revving to go, aren't you? But just, I didn't really comment before on the, um, the postponement of the game. I was more talking about the international game with Parky at the nail on the head. When you're preparing for that game, Richard Marshall and, and the players... They'll go for a routine during the week, won't they, of what they do, rehab, and they'll do certain stuff on a certain day. So they'll be peaking at the right time for Friday. You know, do the captain's run on the Thursday, and then you play the Friday. So that's scuppered everything now. And, and really, we've only had, like, two days' notice as well. It's, they should, to me, there should be, like, some sort of cut-off time where you have to give so much notice. And that that's disappointing, that. But it's Leeds in it this, this weekend, and I didn't really want to be derogatory but sometimes I think there's certain teams in rugby league that sort of <laughs> run things at the RFL well. yeah I don't know I think I think these things have gone on in the past Rob I don't know about now but um, certain clubs exercising that, a rule which is yeah well I get that not. I get that but like, come on I mean they seem to get their their um, the fair share of things over the years, don't they? With um, you know the, the chairman, Mr. Everington, seems to have quite an influence at, at the RFL. But no, that's by the by. I think we've just got to use it as a positive. And I think Richard Marshall's that sort of guy. He doesn't seem a negative person to me. And, and same when you spoke to him, Robin, listened to your interviews. He never looks on the the downside to things. He always seems to be looking in the right direction and being positive. And I think that's the way to be. Don't be moaning about stuff. Be positive and that'll rub off on your players then. So that's what we've got we've got to hope for. We've got to take this bit of adversity now 
and, and fire the players up and say, come on, we can do this. Let's go and show these on Sunday. You know, he's big time Charlie's at least. Let's go and you know, put them in the place. And, you know, this a win in front of our home fans on, on, on Sunday, on Sunday. We've already kick-started the season at Huddersfield, but we've got to keep that going now. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be tough for us with these games coming up in short succession. But if we can work the squad now and just rotate it like we can do, you know, get Sam Luckley in and then get the other guys in the week after, you know, the, the guys who are perhaps playing in this Combined Nations game, make sure they're playing against Wakefield on the following Thursday. So I'm pretty sure we can, we can work it. Talking about Richard Marshall, I spoke to him today in the pre-match press conference. He was quite in a chipper mood. And here he is, this is what he had to say about the uh, the Leeds game on Sunday. Coach's corner. The Huddersfield win uh, at weekend was a huge one. What's the attitude been like in training this week? It's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, you know, we've had to change the program a little bit in terms of our days in and off with it with the game moving to Sunday, uh, but that's not affected our preparation whatsoever. Players have been great. Gives them, on, on, in fact, a couple more days to prepare for Leeds. Um, yeah, so everybody's in good spirits. I thought like that was probably the main uh, point out of the game was was the team spirit. It certainly was for me as coach. It wasn't pretty. You know, at, at times it it was ugly. In many many senses, but at the same time, I thought um, we just really dug in for each other, which we've not really said much uh, about that this year. We have done it parts for twenty minute periods or twenty or thirty minutes, but I thought for the whole eighty minutes and certainly for fifty with twelve was outstanding. Yeah, Ken Seal and Paul Paul have been selected for the All Star squad for the mid season internationals this weekend. How do you feel about that? And do you think it encourages potential transfer targets for 2022 and your players in your squad to show them there's a pathway to international level through Salford? Yeah, we've got a quality team here. You know, we've got a team uh, of international players, full of international players. And um, and I'm an advocate of the international game. I think it's great. Uh, as I said, I think if we had our time again, we'd have probably put it as a standalone fixture and, and made it a free weekend for everybody else. So we could all enjoy it. Um Kenny deserves his opportunity and so does Paulie. Kenny's probably been one of our better performers this year. He's been really consistent for us um, and I'm sure he'll go well. And, and Paulie, it's, uh, likewise, um, he's probably not had the game time or the minutes he probably would have liked for whatever reason, but uh, he's playing in, in an international fixture uh, and I'm sure he'll do all the Salford fans and the club proud. Yeah, moving the Leeds fixture results in playing three games in eight days. As a coach... Uh, what's your strategy for, for this next period? Is it pick a team to win certain fixtures, pick your strongest team for the next three games and sort of sort of figure out the the uh, the burnout after, or pick a team that, that will deal with a burnout now? I think if 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 you've got a, f- a fully fit squad and, and 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 you can rotate, you would be doing that. We haven't we haven't got that luxury. Obviously, we've got Callum Watkins, Kev Brown. You know, we've got a lot of long-term injuries. We've got we picked up a couple more at the weekend who won't be involved. So uh, I think we've just got to take, you know, it's a, it is an old cliche, but for this situation, we've just got to take each game on its merits and and, and play that, uh, try and put our best team out. We, you know, listen, this is an important game. We're one win away from Leeds and Wakefield. Um, so that's, you know, that, that that's, that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to close that gap and, and, and push on and look up as opposed to looking down. Yeah, you had a difficult period early on the season where you had to play sort of the top four clubs back to back to pack. Obviously, at the end of that period, you said your players looked tired physically and, and mentally. Did you learn anything from that period then, which you can use now 
running into these next three fixtures? Well, we know it's going to be tough. Um, we, uh, I think our best performance was probably the middle one uh, when you look at that. Um, we also did a decent job against Saints in the start and then we, we ran out of steam against Warrington in that, that three, block of three. Um, so, yeah, we have learned some lessons. We spoke about that as a group, uh, but you, it's it's what we've got. You know, we, what we've got is what we've got. We we are still looking to bring players in, but everybody's in the same situation, you know, uh, loaning players out. It's it, it's tough at the moment for us. As I say, we've recalled uh, our players and and we'll look at uh, and we'll look at putting out to answer your question, we're gonna put our best team out each and every game. That's all we can do. Yeah, no downsides in this week due to suspension. Obviously, another change to your spine. Is that a frustration? Or is that an opportunity for players who aren't in the team now to, to get in and cement the place in? Yeah, we're getting used to that. We're getting used to not being able... I don't think I've, I've played the same team, um, Spine, uh, two two or three consecutive games. I, I can't remember that. And that's there's a few reasons why uh, that's happened. But this one, obviously, is, is another ban. Um, uh, is it avoidable? Po- possibly, you know, but at the same time, we, what we've got is what we've got. It's an opportunity for, for, for Morgan and uh, and everybody else who comes in. I think, you know, there'll be a couple of other players who've not been playing over the last few weeks who are coming into the squad this week and we'll have a good look at them. What's the injury situation like at the moment? Yeah, we picked up a couple more. J- James Greenwood and, and Seb um, uh, picked up a uh, Green has uh, got a uh, an Achilles injury and sebs his ankle, so we're just waiting on 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 that. But it's probably going to yeah possibly going to rule them out this week, which again puts us under pressure. I'm hopeful that Lee Mossup will be available. Obviously, he pulled out in the warm up, and we managed to get through without him last week. But we'd, we'd rather him be fit and, and playing this week. Uh, and then obviously we've got we've got everybody else who's who's on the long term list. Danny Addy might might be in and around this week. Um, if he doesn't make this week, it'll be Wakefield on Thursday. Uh, and Matt Costello <clears throat> will add him to the squad this week. Cheers, Rick. Good luck. You're welcome. So that was Richard Marshall Parker talking to myself after the game, uh, before the game in the pre-match stretch conference uh, today, and, and he talked about how he's had to change the the program uh, which the players are following because the the days have have been switched. And he said he gives them an extra few days to prepare, which which I suppose is an advantage, but. The fact is, you lose them against the Wakefield game, which is which is probably the more crucial one out of the two. Yeah, well, I think they're both both equally crucial. Both teams are only two points above us in the league. You know, and a win against Leeds, the boost that would give you just beating Leeds, you know, as a club, never mind anything else, is massive. Um, it does. I mean, you mentioned there, you know, a couple of knocks from last week, and and uh, a couple of players that might be back in contention, maybe an extra two days. Could give us that, you know, that that buffer we need to to get them right, to get them back. But then, like you say, the flip side of that is, you know, in less than a week's time, you you've got to do it all again. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of, I think it has, it will have messed up his plans a little bit. He, you know, he may have even planned to give the lads an extra sort of day off in the week or whatever this week, but he can't do that now. And all next week's going to be, you know, you're going to play on Sunday, you're back in Monday for your rehab. Tuesday, Wednesday, you're going to be training. Thursday, you're playing again. Um, tough, tough on Richard again. You know, we say he doesn't, he can't field the same team every week. But he can't this week through suspensions and players being picked for international duty, and then he won't be able to the week after for Wakefield. And it's harsh. It's really harsh. But I, I hope he uses it as a motivator. I hope he gets his team, you know, 
put that drilled into the team that over a little bit here and uh, let, let's just you know like I said on the, on the previous point let's let's beat let's just go out and beat them let's beat Leeds let's show you know rugby league and, and the likes of uh, the, the hierarchy at Leeds that man what are you trying to you know you, you, you're not as good as you think you are anyway and if we win we go level on points with them we win the league after who knows Leeds could be below us halfway through a season I'd settle for that yeah, he, he talked. Well, I, I asked him, Paul, about um, his strategy in the next few, you know, three games, whether he was going to target games or, or going to go and uh, try and win every one. He, he talked about taking each game on its merit, and rather than he wants to be looking up the table rather than looking down, which is which is a good a good sign, really, because you know we've had coaches, Carl Harrison, the fact where they pick his games where he wants to win, and you've got the Ian Watson effect where he, he he'll play every game with with and sort of parcel parcel not a parcel patch people up um to to get them on the field so it'll be interesting to see how he how he plays these next three games yeah i suppose going back to carl harrison there i mean it was probably more difficult for carl because he didn't have the the quality in his, his squad all the time did he? he he had quite a difficult sort of hand of cards to play with but i'd be very disappointed if a coach sort of came out and said i'm going to pick my matches you want to go into every game and and, and perform don't you the professional side aren't you? i don't think you can do that i think you know, you could you could sort of say, "Oh, we're going to target this game," and then you go and lose that game, and then it throws that the whole thing out of the window. Then anyway, doesn't it? So these these two home games for me now, I think Hull's going to be a tough game away from home. But looking at them, they, they didn't do nothing special. They seem to blow hot and cold, don't they? I don't think at the moment there's a lot in Super League at the moment. There's been some funny scores, hasn't? There? I mean, look at Wigan; they've not really sort of hit the, the ground running really, and they got beat against Old KR at home. So. <laughs> And they're up the top of the table. I think you've got Catalans and St. Helens who are, who are playing well. But having said that, I thought Warrington did a good job on Saints last week. So I think you've got to, you've got to take each game as it comes. Nobody's sort of really stood out for me yet this season. So we've got to go into these two matches and take them each game at a time. Don't start looking at Wakefield till you've played Leeds. I think, like Parky said, if we're to beat Leeds, we've beaten three times out of 24 at home in Super League. So just to beat them is, is a big one for me. We need to start winning more times against Leeds and getting that record better because 3-24 and 24 is not very good, is it, really? And away from home, it's absolutely awful. So, uh, so yeah, I think a win against them. And don't forget, they beat us at Wembley in that cup final. So, you know, let's... let's, let's and, and how many other finals have they beat us in over the years and semi-finals and God knows what. So, let's uh, let's go and uh, turn them over. I wonder if it's revenge on, on, the, on the plate, Parky. Obviously, cup final was only not even 12 months ago. Um, so... Is, is that going to be a factor, you think? I, I, I suppose in some players' minds it's still there. But, I mean, there's been a big turnaround in players again. A lot of players in this squad that will play this week were even at the club last year that, or, or anything to do with it. Um, I'm sure to the likes of, of Moose, if he's you know if he's back fit and you know people like that who, who were in that team, it, it probably still stings a little bit and it, it sticks in the mind. But I think they just focus on, on the game. Going back you know, to, to this target in the games, I mean, funny... You know, I'm saying with an England football shirt on, um, and people were saying the other night about you know, oh, if England England should play for a, a draw and then they get an easier round in the next. Doesn't work like that. The, the other results don't always go for you, or you can you can get your easier easier draw and and take it too easy and get beat and get knocked out anyway. You know, so for me, you, you play every game to win every game. Uh, but like I said before about you know the whole away game, if there's one out of the three that I can. I can sort of shrug and go, well, we get beat there, we get beat. That would be the one. Because all, all have been fine form this year. They're at home. They're, they're really, really good to see. Massive, big, big players. We'll be, we'll be burnt out anyway. So, 
get get the two home wins. They're the key ones. Anything you win away from home is always a bonus anyway. But get target this game this week. Get Leeds won. That's that's the that's the main one now. And that bonus, you know, that that little boost it'll give us two on the bounce. And going into the Wakefield game, you get get three on the bounce. The, the season looks different. The table looks different. The feel of the club. So this 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 is why it's such a big game for me, Leeds, and the fact that we, we just got the worst record on earth against them. Um, that's that's just a byproduct in last year's cup final. Thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. This, this is the one for me. Then yeah. Let's go. Let's go and give everything to this game, and everything that happens the rest of the season happens. If we are burnt out, we're burnt out. But we win what's in front of us. James Greenwood's going to be struggling. Uh, Sebastian Nick Airfoil's ankles uh, a doubt as well. Uh, Danny Addy's 50-50, Paul. But the good news is uh, Matty Costello back in contention. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've missed Matty Costello. And I think Danny Addy's had to have a bit of surgery as well, hasn't he? So, uh, you know, James Greenwood... I feel a bit sorry for him. He's come back into the side, had a few injuries, and he sort of comes back in, plays well, and then he's had a few knocks again. So he's another one who just you just like him to get that consistent game time now, wouldn't you? And, and, and playing every week, so I'm sure whoever comes in will do a job. And um, we've just got to focus. Injuries are injuries, aren't they? They are what they are. You can't really sort of avoid them sometimes. It, it, it just happens, and you've just got to get on with it. I know coaches moan about it sometimes. Every team gets them, don't they? So uh, we've just got to manage that. I'm sure Richard will manage that as best he can. Is, can. The, is the plan, Parkett, to play the team and not the name? Because Leeds Rhinos are a big name, but they're not the old Lee Rhinos that everyone feared. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if players do. Um... I suppose it is, isn't it? It is still Leeds. You know, they are still a massive club in rugby league terms. They're huge. You know, I mean, their resources compared to ours, you, you know, it, it's what angers me even more about the, the game being switched, that they've got this world-class academy that we're not even allowed to have um, and they can't field the team. What's the point of having the academy then? Um, but yeah, I think I think you have to put that out of your mind, but it is still Leeds. It will be there. The word, you know, it's there, isn't it? Everybody knows it in rugby league terms. Um, I was just thinking about uh, Greenwood there. Thanks to Dan Sargent, he got quite a long rest last week. How can he be injured? He's sat on the bench for forty odd minutes. Then I don't, I don't really know. I don't know where he picked this injury up because he was fit when he walked off. Um, no, it, it'd be a shame, like Paul says, because I'm, I'm a big fan. I think he's a, a really good forward. Scores tries, got you know, bit decent pace for a big lad. Um, but another rejig there, probably. Matty Costello, if he's fully fit, yeah, we're, we're going to lose. You know, Kenny Seo is going to be playing on uh, on on Friday night for the the All Stars. We've lost Dan Sardinson. There's going to be a lot of moving about. Uh, it'd be nice to get Burgess back on the wing if we get Costello back in the centre, or do we bring Levette back into the centre? But then we've already lost Greenwood from the back row. So what? You know, a lot, a lot of head scratching. Deep up, you know, Morgan Escare back at fullback after his his recent performances, which haven't been haven't been good enough. Or has he now realised what he's got to do? Tough, tough call for Richie again this week. Um, but uh, as for playing the name, I, I suppose in some ways you do. But then it, it can work the other way, can't it? You know, a bigger team, a bigger club can think, oh, it's only so and so this week, and, and slip up anyway. So I hope, I hope players don't think like that, but. I'm sure somewhere in the psyche they they're thinking it's Leeds. Let's you know, let's go and do it. Danger men for Leeds, Paul. Um, Luke Gale's always dangerous, isn't he? 
whether he'll play because he's in the England team. I would have thought he'd play. Um, that Conrad Hurrell's always always a danger man, isn't he? As well, he seems to uh, skittle players over. So they, they've got some good, good players. They've got a decent pack of forwards as well. They've got some exciting outside backs that Ash Gould and I presume he'll be involved in the England team. I've not seen the England team, so to be honest, I've not really looked into that match much. So uh, yeah, I think I think Gale is, is is the man for them, isn't he? And I would have thought he'd, he'd definitely play. So you've got to bottle him up. You've you've got to keep all him. He can boss a game, can't he? And run a game as he's done before for Castlewood against us and, and, and Leeds against us as well, especially in the cup final. So so yeah, I think they're the players I'd be looking out for. So Parker, the, the moment we're all waiting for score prediction. Um, what what did they do for last week? Do you remember? Did it did it? I can't remember. I went for. Well, you have two. You do two, don't you? But you two do do two different ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do the same one. Don't worry. Yeah, we don't worry about that. Um, let's see. Can I write it down? Can we have a look. I think you might have done. I'm trying to see. I think I wrote it down, but. Sorry. Talk amongst yourselves, everyone listening at home. <laughs> well, while Park is looking through his his previous uh, your conquests, what, what about you, Paul? Have you because you've written yours down? For this week, yeah, I've gone for uh, Salford 25, Leeds 16. 25. Chris Atkin to drop a goal again. Atkin. 25-16. Salford, Atkin, drop goal. Right, Parky, have you you found your previous conquests or or not? I I wrote it down somewhere, but I wrote that much. Um, (laughs) I probably scribbled over the top of it. Um, (laughs) But this week, I'm going to say 16-12. 16-12, Salford. Yeah, I think both teams will have, will have, you know, burnt out players a little bit, be a little bit tired, but it'll be tense a lot on this game. You know, we, we can have a draw level with them or they can pull away. So, yeah, I think it'll be a close one. Is there a story behind it or just, is that it? Close one? Mm. No, no, there isn't. Uh, no. I think oh. I think last week, by the way, I think I predicted a, a, something like a four-point win with Pat and putting Harvey Levet in or something uh, close like that. So I can't be that far. You can't, you're getting closer. Not as close as yeah. Chris Nanu having to pull his kick, was it, Paul? So you didn't get your Nando's, is that right? Yep. Still not forgiving him. What's the weather going to be like Sunday, Paul? You've been a uh, uh, Michael Fish. What's the what's the deal? It's going to be nice Sunday. I think sunny, twenty degrees. Quite warm. Uh, it's AJ Bell and it's always windy. Mm-hmm. Uh, put your put your wind jammer on. Windbreak. Bring your bring your windbreak with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Salford to win. I'm going for Salford thirty, Leeds six. Leeds haven't played for a month. We'll come out hot. Go twenty points up, and then we'll trade uh, to the end. Make it 36 points to, yeah, 30 points to six win. And I'm going to go pattern uh, to score and to kick four goals. So there we go. That's what that's my uh, prediction, Parker. Very, very precise. Hmm. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I think either way, I think it's going to be a, a close game. I think a lot, you know, like you say, Leeds haven't played for, for a few weeks. They'll have a few players involved Friday. You'll have that match. You know, sort of rustiness, I suppose. We're coming off the back of a, a confidence-boosting win, but there's a lot to come. We've got players missing, other players playing. I think it's going to be a, a war of attrition. I really do. 
it's going to be great and we're going to be talking all about it next week on the on the podcast big thanks tune in if this week's uh, podcast uh, paul's been on another great show yeah, you were very, like Pag said, you're very precise there, your prediction. I thought you were going to tell us what the attendance was going to be and what you're having for your breakfast as well. <laughs> very precise. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, mate. You enjoy it. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I know it's uh, it's been a bit of a mess on it, having it on a Sunday, but still looking forward to it. Sort of changed my plans about and what have you. And I've been trying to badger work all week for some time off on Friday, but now I, I don't have to, you know, I can just carry on now and go at my leisure on Sunday but yeah looking forward to it it's, it's different isn't it we play Fridays a lot this season so it's going to be going to be slightly different so we'll make the best of it won't we yeah and it's been great Parky talking positively on a podcast and uh, celebrating a, a big win yeah very much so it makes a big difference doesn't it uh, it's a lot easier to talk about even even with all the uh, the goings on this week but uh, yeah no brilliant really good to, to chat to you both again yeah, big thanks for tuning to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DICD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, and YouTube. See you next week. Ha, 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 ha.